boy. That's that's my favorite part of the whole game is where he's just like, good boy. <laughs> he doesn't even you say boy. You did that really well. It's it's because I know how it's spelled. It's not spelled boy, like B-O-Y. Uh-huh. It's spelled boa, like B-O-A-H. Uh-huh. Boy. Good boy. 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 Good boy. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. 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 Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. And I'm Leo. Uh, howdy, partner. Good boy. Is is that the response to howdy, um, partner? Oh, Mister, what? How, howdy, Mister. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, today we're out in the wild west, I guess, because we're talking yeah. about uh Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption Two game of the year. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Game of the year. What happened to Spider Man? You were all about Spider Man earlier. I was. I was all about Spider Man. <gasps> um, and then you've turned game. coat on Spider Man. <sighs> I gotta say that Spider-Man had me going for my personal, as we discussed, there's there's so many games of the years, but for me personally, Spider-Man was was slated to be game of the year. But right. then but shortly then, after Spider-Man's release, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, and uh-huh. I, I have turned tails on it. I'm, I'm gonna say Red Dead Redemption 2 is now game of the year for Leo Drez. You know we have Super Smash Brothers next month, right? We might have another game of the year. <laughs> Three games of the year. All right. Tell me what's got you so jazzed about Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, Part of it is actually the history of this game. I actually played the first Red Dead Redemption and and beat it. Um, I am a Rockstar Games fan, and this was roughly 10 years ago or Mm -hmm. something. So it was like a ridiculous amount of long time ago. Um, Rockstar Games has kind of ridden the surf of... uh, the success of the GTA series for so long that a lot of gamers were like, Hey, what happened to Red Dead Redemption? You know, the ending was kind of like a, a cliffhanger sort of. So like, you know, we'd love to, you know, be a part of that world some more. It turns out this whole time, you know, they were working on Red Dead Redemption two, at least the last several years and weren't telling anybody. So, so there's kind of a big hype with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, man, this game uh, just, it hits me in all the right spots. Like a lot of people, Ooh. I think, are thinking it's kind of like slow at times, and I think mm-hmm. I'm just kind of maybe a slower gamer, so it just resonates with me very well. Uh, yeah, I I played a bit of the first. Now, did you play Red Dead Revolver? I had played Red, Red Dead Revolver as well. Yes. Okay. See, I bit I played a bit of Red Dead Redemption, the first one, right. and um, it just didn't. I don't. It didn't tickle my pickle at all. I don't uh, <laughs> tickle your pickle. I don't. It just didn't. It, it, okay. There, my pickle was just definitely un untickled. Uh, wow, now I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that has to do with the setting because, like, uh, you're not a wild west guy. I'm not a wild west guy. I'm like, okay. I, I don't know. You know, whatever. It's the I wild west. I think I secretly There's am. I'm like secretly and, a western guy, but yeah, I think maybe you have to be a little bit in order yeah. to. To get into this game? I think you do, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what I've been... I have not really spent a lot of time with this game so far. Uh, Most of my time has been spent uh, watching other people play, watching my wife play, watching streams of other people play. The thing that I've been struck by is... um, Well, first of all, the game looks amazing, and that is going to be our tie-in later in the show that's we're going to talk about our top five very good looking games Mm -hmm. um uh but the second thing that struck me was like the amount of um like all these uh emergent behavior like um yeah and it seems to happen really often like even more so than in the gta games like you'll be talking to somebody and then like a wild goat will just come up and ram a person in the middle of your conversation. Yeah. Or yeah. like you'll be talking, somebody will get off their horse and then their horse will kick them in the head or something. Just something yeah. ridiculous like that. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, what's the craziest story? What's the craziest sequence of events that you've ran into during your time playing this game? Um, Man, there's so many. Okay. So the story I always tell people is... Um, there was a particular mission that um, had me riding on the top of a train uh, and uh, dueling uh, an, an old 
gunslinger basically uh, mm-hmm. for as part of the side quest and after dueling him on top of the train which is an epic scene um mm-hmm. i my horse was following me along the train i jumped back on my horse um but the train kept going and it was in a headed headed in a direction that at the time i considered to be going pretty much like off the map like i assumed the map ended so and the train was still moving so i was kind of curious if i got back on that train where would it take me and up until this point Everything in the game was kind of a, a wild wilderness. You know, there were snowy mountains and grassy plains and, and, uh, and you know, some desert sort of areas. But when I got back on that train and took it all the way down to the end of the railroad, I was thinking, I wound up in the largest city, uh, I guess, in the game that felt like you were walking into actual, like, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and all this, like, I mean, there was paved streets and tall buildings and uh industrial you know areas with smog and everything so it was like a completely different game people were walking mm-hmm. around in like nice um you know really nice clothes and i could have sworn that if i saw like a, a, a an early like automatic car i would not have been surprised um but then i bumped into uh, a guy sweeping the streets and he got mad at me and then i you know punched him Maybe a little too hard. As you do, right? Yeah. Right. You, yeah. And I probably killed him. I don't know. I think I just punched him. <laughs> and then because there's so many people, it's such a condensed you know, yeah. a condensed Oops. city. Oops. Yeah. Like five people were witnesses all of a sudden of unarmed assault. So I tried to catch one witness and killed that one. Suddenly I was wanted for murder. And then <laughs> cops from all over the city, which I've never seen cops before. These were police uh-huh. people in uniform and blue uniform and, and little you know curved hats came rushing out and i and i slaughtered them all um for a good five minutes and then i was wanted like for two thousand dollars which is pretty high right uh, in them them days um and then i died and then i went back to the save before i went to that city because that was just nuts <laughs> that's awesome yeah but the fact that that all can happen you know i felt like i went from exploration to awe to just murderous rampage you know in the span of 10 minutes Mm -hmm. uh the other thing that that struck me about this game is like um just the way you the different ways you can interact with the npcs uh so like you mentioned a second ago that you like somebody just sweeping the streets insulted you yeah. I like that uh, you have options to you can like insult them back or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and there's like a, just a ton of dialogue that it has there seemingly yeah. been written for all of these different like NPCs and interacting with them in different ways. Right. Uh, that that was nuts. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, also the game is like seemingly kind of aware of 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 the of the situation when you're when you're speaking the lines of dialogue right so like uh if you if you like shoot somebody and then like somebody sees you do it you have a witness and you're chasing down the witness um you can try to stop them and your guy's like no 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 like you don't understand i didn't shoot him or whatever like the game is aware of what's mm-hmm. going on yeah the the dialogue is not like just some canned uh you know responses that are the same every time like it, mm-hmm. it's, it depends on the situation yeah, yeah 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 no that that was uh that was very impressive yeah. yeah there's a lot of little details like that in this game that just feel they add a certain sense of immersion or it's i don't know if it's really immersion or if it's just like it's mm-hmm. just impressive those mm-hmm. little kinds of details like that uh there's so many things even like weather uh snow footprints in the in the snow or sand um yeah just yeah it's insane yeah, uh, that that struck me in the opening sequence. Just the way the uh, the snow behaves and is animated. The game's not so real. Uh, the game is uh, very graphically impressive, which I feel like is um, something Rockstar kind of does now. Because at the end of a console generation, they'll because they did this with GTA Five on the PS3. Like at the very end of the console's life, they like come out with a game and they're like, "Look how crazy we can push the limits of the hardware yeah. on this console." Like. This game looks amazing, and like there's a million NPCs, and you know, just really pushing the the technology. Uh, yeah, they're kind of like it's like it's kind of hard to say that Red Dead Redemption um, changed or pushed and made a whole new meaning for what an open world game is. I mean, it, I don't think it did anything that innovative, right? Necessarily, right. but it does push in terms of like 
what you can expect in an open world game as far as just you know scripts scripted events and npcs kind of going about their life and that kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um okay well so we said a lot of good things about it but let's talk yeah. about some things that kind of annoy me okay um number one number one that same feature that we talk about in terms of impressive detail uh-huh. in terms of people reacting to what you do and stuff oh i'm also, curious if you're gonna bring up what i think you're gonna bring up yeah uh-huh yeah it also kind of bites you in the ass when um let's say like i'm near the docks with my horse and uh-huh. there's like two crates i'm trying to go by and then right as i finally squeeze by them some guy happens to walk in front of my fucking horse and yep. falls over and gets his own head stomped by my hooves <laughs> and then i'm wanted for murder all of a sudden and i don't I'm trying to have a good honor and everything. And before you know it, you're like, you're a killer. It's, and, or, or for example, someone will come up to me, hit themselves against my body, get mad uh-huh. and like pull their gun out. So I shoot them in self-defense. Right. And then if I happen to loot the body, suddenly I'm wanted. Like, right. I'm like yeah. the worst guy in the world. Like he's dead. Let me just take his, whatever he had. I mean, he just attacked me, you know? So. This game really has the thing with looting bodies, and I've I've, I've noticed that with a lot of these like um like uh, whatever um, big procedural like uh, emergent system open world games, um, like I've seen videos of I think it was like Just Cause Three, where like mm-hmm. if you just like go into a crowded area and like just let the game play itself. Right. It will, it will over time, like five, 10 minutes, it'll eventually just devolve into chaos. Like people are just <laughs> shooting each other and you know everything's right. exploding. And like you as the player, you had no influence on this system. Like the yeah. system is just inherently unstable. <laughs> it uh, says a lot which, about AI, right? I mean, yeah. Which I think might be true of Red Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, some of those systems a little bit uh, chaotic, a little bit uh, unstable. Yeah, it's just like it's like you can you can definitely tell there's certain rules written into that AI, and mm-hmm. they don't always apply. Um, yeah, that was one thing. The other thing was uh, the horse mechanics are, uh, you know, just the way the the horse looks and feels, animations and and the mm-hmm. physics of the horse. No, the movement. animations are crazy in this game. Yeah, uh-huh. crazy good. Um, but even little physics like, you know, just the the horse like climbing up a hill or sliding down a hill, like that kind of stuff, um, is really cool. Um, the first time I was galloping through a wooded area and there was a branch that I was just like, oh, that, I, I assume I'll clip around that or mm-hmm. like, you know, my, my character's model might just kind of clip through that little bit of brush and suddenly it knocks me off my horse uh, and almost <laughs> kills me was, uh, was eye opening. That was incredible. I was like, wow, that's really neat. But what's not neat about that uh, is when it just randomly seems to occur for no reason. Like I, I don't know. I feel like there's times where I'm just suddenly off my horse for no reason. I, like, yeah, I, I just got on a horse. I pressed X and there happened to be a lamppost there that just my horse decided to just ram into and send me <laughs> flying off the horse. Like, I don't know. That, that's, that was, sometimes that was a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, I think this this game might have a bit a little bit of uh, the 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 Shenmue problem, as, as I would describe it. And uh uh, it, you can go back and listen to our discussion on Shenmue to understand what my problem is. So it, it and I'll explain it. It's basically, I I think Red Dead um, sometimes it, it it has an obsession with like realism and highly modeled things and like animation and like that is true. Yeah, everything is like super detailed, super like um, mm-hmm. whatever quote unquote realistic at the expense of your enjoyment sometimes right <laughs> yeah searching uh, through cabinets is a great example of that it reminds me a lot of shenmue how do you mean uh so if you wanted to loot a house for example there might be several nightstands or cupboards or whatever mm-hmm. your character has to you know go through each individual drawer and right. hold square or whatever to open yeah. the drawer and then you hold, they make it a little easier in Red Dead Redemption where you just press the you hold the same button down and he yeah. individually grabs every single item that is lootable and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that can yeah. be a little cumbersome. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I mean. Because um, yeah. I'm thinking of like even compared to like Grand Theft Auto or even the older Grand Theft Auto games, like like just looting a person, for example, is oh, just yeah. like 
you just drive over them or walk over them, right? Because like the right. money is just like floating above their corpse. Like, yeah. do we need an animation of like, okay, I'm looting this person, I'm reaching in his pocket, yeah. I'm pulling out the wallet, I'm pulling out the cash, I'm putting the like, no, we don't really need all those crazy animations and whatever. Like, I, I get the, I get the, um, the symbolism of the money just floating over his body and me picking it up. Yeah, I get it. I'm looting him. Like, you don't need to have the insane detailed animation about yeah, that and I, but, I i i think red dead might have gone too far in one direction there they, they a lot of you know, i've heard that opinion a lot mm-hmm. that, that they went a little too far especially with the looting bodies like you get into a big firefight and there's it's littered with bodies and you the thought of looting them all just like it's like a chore like yeah it's yeah. too much right yeah. but at the same time i don't mind it because it's not like i even really need to loot all the but it gives you this feeling like they almost were trying to have this balance of like the Wild West and how cumbersome things were. And, you know, you wouldn't go around doing all this, but it would take too much time and it should feel okay. like a chore. Um, okay. And because and, and my defense of that is they don't do it to so, so much of an extent that it's really bad, because let's say, for example, if you hunt an elk, these elk corpses are enormous. The, the carcass is huge. Mm-hmm. You know how long it would take to skin an elk in real life? Right. And yeah. this guy does it in about 3.5 seconds. I mean, <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not sticking that true to realism. They're just kind right, of yeah. making a statement, I feel, you know? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that's fair, I guess. Because, uh, yeah, they they even have animations for skinning all these different various animals. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's like, it's just the, like... Like, they didn't need to do that, but they did. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. No, they didn't, and they did. Which is why I think it's, like, a statement that they're making, like... They want it to feel, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that adds to the immersion, purpose. maybe. I guess, or just kind of the the theme of, you know, the Wild West and that time things not being easy and mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It kind of it kind of fits. I, I think if any other game tried to pull that crap, I, I wouldn't play it. But I feel like because it's this game, I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else? Any any uh. Any other thoughts on Red Dead? I, 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 like I said, I haven't really spent that much time in this game, so I don't have too strong of feelings one way or the other on this one. I've, I've just basically just uh, myself just played the opening section. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think we've said most of what needs to be said. I mean, I'll just mm-hmm. add that um, in terms of our tie-in, it is a beautiful game, uh, and it's not just beautiful, and, and the graphics are good. I mean, right. they they've taken time to add little details and even so far as just the way the map flows um from geographic area it's like how different each environment is mm-hmm. um and the way light shines through the trees in like the heavily wooded areas it leads for these like amazing uh, you know views someone took a, a screenshot that looked exactly like the rolling grassy hills of the windows xp desktop screen <laughs> uh-huh. and it's just phenomenal you know <laughs> um just the light coming over just the horizon you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible um it, it's an experience man this game is uh, well developed it's smooth and mm-hmm. i think if you don't play this game and you're a gamer uh, what are you doing <laughs> yeah doing i've wrong? noticed that i've noticed that with a lot of uh, like big open world games like not only because it's like one thing to create a large environment, right? Mm-hmm. Like anyone can just create a large environment. But it's one thing to have your big open world populated with um, A, interesting things to do, but also B, interesting things to look at. And um, uh, yeah, Red Dead is is definitely that. There's a lot of just, uh, I don't know, good looking uh, environment everywhere. Yeah, and they uh, fill it with fun little encounters too, mm-hmm, along, yeah. along the way. Just kind of random yeah. things happening. You get you have great. It's great storytelling material. You know, you go to work and talk about different things that have happened just because of the engine that the game is built in. Yeah, um, I, I, I experience. I almost appreciate that as much as or more than the actual story content in the game. Like, sure, that's, yeah, that's the like just the emergent stuff that happens like oh i i just you like you feel like you stumble on these things organically you're like oh i I found this crazy thing out in the middle of nowhere and then while i was doing that like i was on this other mission and i i stumbled down a cliff and then there was this other crazy thing and i ran into this and then you know a wolf ate me the end and then (laughs) yeah 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 
Or like I saw two deer, like, you know, clashing antlers randomly in the wild. Like what, why is that happening in a game? This is, it's too real, man. Yeah. No, that's um, awesome. Or the one time this, this guy I was, I ran into out in the wilderness, he was at a campsite and we just talked for a while and then he passed out from drinking and fell in the campfire and burned alive. Like <laughs> that, that actually happened. That's awesome. Yeah, his sleeve caught like his sleeve landed just next to the campfire enough for the flames to catch his coat sleeve, and then I looted him, you know, because well, of course, know. yeah, naturally. Yeah, I like that. Like, like any person normally would just like you know uh, hit their sleeve a bunch and like knock out the fire or whatever, but nope, he's uh, gonna let himself burn alive. I watched him burn. I wanted to see it yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's good. I love games that can generate those types of stories. That's yeah. awesome. I agree. I agree. Red Dead Redemption 2. Keep a lookout for it uh, on our end of the year uh, best games of the year show. That's coming up in. Uh, it's going to be our final show in December. I'm really, uh, excited. really excited about that one. We're going to talk about our favorite games of the year that I would assume would be on somebody's top list. It's gonna uh, at make least it. one person's sure it's gonna top make list. <laughs> All right. Um, so Red Dead uh, 2 is a beautiful looking game. Um, so let's talk about our top five beautiful looking games. All right. My number five good looking game is uh, a game for the Nintendo Wii, uh, which a lot of games on the Nintendo Wii did not look good. Um, so this game really stood out in that it did look good. Actually, it was also a PlayStation 2 and GameCube game, which um, a lot of those games also don't age well. Um, But this game uh, was chasing a particular art style, and um, all the mechanics in this game uh, have to do with art and drawing. And um, uh, anyway, the game I'm describing is Okami, um, this game yeah. is, um, about, uh, traditional Japanese mythology and, right. um, uh, so you play as Amaterasu, I think is how you pronounce that. I don't who remember. Is the Japanese sun god who is a wolf. Um, yeah. Wolf, wolf dude. That's all you have to say. Wolf god. Uh, and he's aided by Isun, which is short for some other crazy Japanese name. But Isun is a painter, and he helps um, he helps you, uh, Amaterasu, the the wolf sun god, uh, by giving you the, all these different painting skills. So if you're playing the game on the Wii, you point the Wii remote at the screen, and you can um, whatever uh, draw all these different painting skills that that you're learning. Um, but the game's art style is like this traditional Japanese um, kind of watercolor, but like big. Oh God, I'm I'm describe I'm sure I'm describing a traditional Japanese art style, but I don't know. Uh, I, uh, it, it it resembles something that would be like in a in the Japanese history section of a museum or something. Okay, here we go. Um, a Japanese ink illustration known as ink wash painting or sumai-e. S-U-M-I-E. S-U-M-I- is that how, how do you pronounce that? sumai Okay. Is that how you say that? Okay. Sumai-e. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the game just looks, uh, even though it's uh, you know, a game on an older system made on the uh, GameCube, PS2, Wii, whatever. Um, the game, just because it's, it's uh, really artsy looking and... and it kind of just looks like one of these watercolor pictures in motion. It's a very nice looking game. Uh, and it's also a fun game. Uh, if you like Zelda type games. Yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it, um, you know, mentioned it's similar to Zelda in, in, in gameplay. I, I've yep. had it recommended to me before, I think several times, but I've never mm-hmm. gotten around to playing it. It's good. It's Okami. It looks nice nice um okay my number five is probably a little unorthodox in a list of uh most pretty looking or beautiful games i like unorthodox Uh, yeah um it's a game that i find beautiful for reasons other than the graphics the game is minecraft uh, which we've talked about before Mm -hmm. um there's a certain sense a certain element of beauty in that game especially when you're just exploring the the you know randomly generated landscape 
um, there's times where you can, it, it sounds like if you write it this way, it's like, you know, the hiker crested over the grassy hill and viewed a wide, you know, a long flat tundra. Uh, and as, as he looked over the horizon, little flute like music comes on like oh synthesizer music mm-hmm. right and it's, it's it's you have these moments in minecraft that really genuinely feel beautiful you know oh absolutely uh, um and yeah you just get this wave of emotion playing a game about breaking blocks it's so weird uh but yeah that's 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 why i gave it a number five slot i love that you put minecraft on your list uh that yeah. is definitely a game that can uh really uh i don't know yeah it looks beautiful uh sure. i mean it looks like whatever uh blocky or whatever but um it's it, beautiful it, in a way yeah it is yeah. definitely absolutely um my number four is probably what uh you would think of as a more uh traditionally beautiful game uh graphics powerhouse i guess um and there's only one of these on my list because um i think chasing uh chasing like the whatever looks this is the high, m- most graphically impressive and like um uh limits pushing of hardware and technology i think that kind of art style kind of dates itself right because yeah. inevitably i mean i think we're starting to push up against the wall of how realistically we can depict things Mm-hmm. Um, like we're not making as huge of leaps in in hardware and in rendering capability as we once were, right? These are more baby steps as opposed to giant leaps, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I think uh, this type of art style kind of dates itself because you know five years later we're gonna have better technology to produce better looking graphics. But my pick for this, uh, the traditionally uh, realistic quote unquote looking game, I'm gonna go with The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's a uh, it's a big open world fantasy landscape that, um, just as you as you're moving through it, all of the if you whatever crank all those sliders up, right? Uh, <laughs> all of the the grass will sway and the uh, yeah. branches and the trees will blow in and out like in you know like a gust of wind will come by and it's just really like wow this looks crazy um yeah uh it's just a very visually striking game which i'm sure will have better looking stuff in five to ten years but um if i were to right now at this moment in time pick a game that really illustrates uh how far we can push technology uh probably the witcher 3 would be my pick yeah that's that's a great pick that game kind of reminds me of Red Dead Redemption 2 and, and yeah, the yeah, attention to definitely. detail that they paid on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that was, which one, number four? Four. Four. Uh, number four for me um, is a game that I've wanted you to play for a very long time and you still haven't mm-hmm. played. Wow, uh, I'm a jerk. Yeah, you are a jerk. Uh, and I guess it's kind of along the same veins as what Witcher 3 is for you. Uh, uh-huh. The game is The Last of Us. Uh, oh yeah, I talked oh, yeah. about this. I haven't this. played that. Yeah, yeah, but I forgot <laughs> when I talked about it. I think I had it in another top five. Um, but basically, you know, the game is kind of a post-apocalyptic setting, which is you would think would be difficult to to have a sense of beauty with. But um, they make an interesting decision with the 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 level design, where you can see um, kind of like new growth coming out of old destruction i guess mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there's like a building that's knocked over um and you can see most of like the building but then on the ground where the building the side of the building is now on ground on the like on the earth like grass has taken over that area and so there'll be like dirt and grass on the side of a building like it's 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 interesting you know um mm-hmm. and of course yeah i mean at the time that it was released graphically it was really impressive the the details of the character models and their clothing and um, yeah, little blades of grass and all that stuff. But of course, you know, and I think it's been remastered a couple times, so that probably still holds true. But um, that's not to me. It's not just you know the graphics. It's it's a little bit of everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, my number three is a Super Nintendo game, uh, and this is a game I really have always loved the art style for. 
it was it was one of those games that was technically impressive back in the day, but I, I, I think this game still holds up from a graphics standpoint. Just because not only was this game pushing the boundaries of what the Super Nintendo was capable of, but it was also doing it in a really, uh, just a really imaginative and unique art style. That's Donkey Kong Country 2 uh, for the Super Nintendo. So um, uh, if you've never seen what this game looks like, um, all of the backgrounds in this game are all uh, uh, pre-rendered um like they're they they're probably some sort of cg but it's all pre-rendered it's not um they're not it's not sprite based um and that's how the backgrounds work now there are sprites for the different characters and the enemies in the games but those are also uh, all of the animation and the sprites are also pre-rendered cg models uh, so they actually like modeled out all of these characters in like a 3D modeling program. This is a 2D game, by the way. But right. in a 3D modeling program, they modeled out all these like uh, key poses and animations and whatever, and then um, just rendered out the 2D versions of these 3D models and posed them however they want wanted for these different animations. Um, the character models still look great. The backgrounds look awesome. But the, the thing that really pushes it over the edge is, like, how just wacky and imaginative they got with uh, the, the art for this. So, like, you start out and you start out in, like, a pirate ship world. And, by the way, the water still looks impressive to me on the Super Nintendo. The water uh, effects in this game. Hmm. Uh, and then you go to... You just go through these crazy things, like, you're... Um, I think I talked about this before in a previous episode, but you you play levels where you're like in the clouds with all of these like sticker brushes, and then you play one where you're like on these like broken down roller coasters, and uh, then you play ones where like you're in these like big um, metal fortresses, and uh, I don't know, it's just. Uh, uh, the level designers and the artists definitely took a hit of acid before they started. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's just really I don't know. I it, it it's just unreal and uh, I don't know imaginative. I, I I like this game's art style very much. Donkey Kong Country Two. Nice, good choice. Um, number three. Yeah, number three um, is Mass Effect for me. Wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. Mass Effect, uh, a fantastic game by uh, Bioware, but um, I think here's something I'm kind of curious about. Did yeah. Mass Effect One come out before or after J.J. Abrams became like a really popular director? I was just I was thinking in my head that yeah. game just has bloom and lens flare and just bloom and more lens flare and bloom and lens flare like that's just the bloom and the lens flare <laughs> is out of control on that game right which is kind of the iconic you know yeah the uh, criticism with jj abrams like how much he wants is any more lens flare here right uh -huh. but it, but it, but you know it, it's a certain style that if overdone can be can be bad but it kind of i, I like it i kind of like the whole space and the in the, you know ship coming up and there's glare coming yeah. off of it from the I, I don't know it does it for me you know obviously yeah if it's a little too much it's, it's a little crazy but it had a lot of that um and then it had a lot of um just interesting uh things because the game i don't think i guess realistic is kind of a weird phrase for a science fiction you know game with a bunch of aliens and stuff i don't know it just right, kind yeah. of mm -hmm. the, the the design decision they made on a lot of like their their level like the backgrounds and everything like that it just felt i don't know like believable um and and beautiful uh in mm. the the what was the name of the the tower or whatever like the citadel right citadel yeah um that is just amazing like it just mm -hmm. it, it's so massive looking and mm -hmm. um and full of life and and beauty and um and of course space and stuff it's hard to do it right yeah, that's exactly when I think what I think of when I think of Mass Effect is just lens flares and blooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just neon red and blue lens flares and blooms. They had to have done um, it after, after like the Abrams like debut, right? Uh, I don't know what his they. That was like one of his early things. All right, here we go. JJ Abrams, IMDb. <laughs> 
All right. His first, he his debut thing was 2006's Mission Impossible 3. The thing he is probably most well-known for is the 2009 Star Trek reboot. So Mass Effect. 2007 um, is Mass Effect. Whoa! J.J. Yeah. Abrams is copying Mass Effect! What? Confirmed! Yeah. Confirmed! My number two is a game that came out last year, and it is Cuphead. Uh, oh. Have... Have have you seen uh, any I've of seen, Cuphead? I've seen a lot of footage of Cuphead. I've been meaning to try it. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, all you need to do is watch three seconds of Cuphead in motion. And it is like an old 1920s, mm. 1930s like Disney cartoon. Uh, yeah. it, that's exactly what it looks like. Um, and the reason it looks so good <laughs> uh, is everything in Cuphead is hand-drawn, hand-animated. Like all of the sprites are hand drawn. That's frame by frame. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's insane. They, yeah. Because they wanted to emulate, um, you know, the old twenties and thirties cartoons, and right. the way they emulated those the the way they emulated those cartoons is drawing everything by hand, right. which is why that game took so long to come out. Yeah, but holy crap, that game looks insane. Uh, I I love the way Cuphead looks. Uh, and that 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 is an art style. I mean, I I don't think that that like really ever dates itself. Or, I, I mean, of course it dates itself. Like you know exactly where that's coming from. But I mean, like it doesn't. Like you're not gonna look at Cuphead in thirty years and be like, ooh, you know, it's outdated. Or yeah, 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 exactly. You're gonna look at Cuphead in thirty years and be like, oh yeah, that's like an old nineteen twenties Disney cartoon. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the, I, it's I don't know. They have references to all sorts of. Uh, I mean, not even specific references, but the characters just move the way that uh, they're just overly animated. And I don't know, the game just looks incredible. Uh, so yeah, Cuphead looks awesome. Yeah, agreed. Good choice. Uh, my number two, I think uh, you'll appreciate this one. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever played a game like this. The game is Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, wow. Nice. Good pick. Yeah. Um, this game, I guess, originally was for a PS2. Um, mm. It was interesting because there was, like, no NPC people in the game. There's no towns. Uh, it was almost beautiful in its nothingness. <laughs> it was mm -hmm. mm -hmm. kind of open fields as you rode your horse and stuff. It had a certain tint to it that was kind of dark and, like, kind of grayscale in a way. Um, mm -hmm. But it was beautiful in terms of especially the, the colossi that you have to basically... Um, fight you know, for lack of a better word that they're huge creatures um, and you're like this tiny little dude and you're climbing them and trying to find their weak spots and um, they feel like gods you know they feel like these ancient beings um, and they have unique designs on them you know that are really kind of help the game mechanic of climbing them and stuff but it also mm. adds a sort of artistic beauty to these like giant characters um and they're like the only other living beings besides you and the horse uh yeah. that i remember uh but i don't know it had a it had a certain beauty to the landscape and those and those few characters um that i think is unrivaled wow yeah yeah that that's um definitely a super artsy game that i uh despise Oh, well, that's, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm normally all the way I'm I'm all down for super artsy games, and I agree with you that that game looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, I just uh, I don't know I just do not like that game, uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad you do. I'm surprised. I'm a little bit surprised that you like Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I'm well, glad, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite games, like game mechanic right. wise, but I definitely it, it made an impact on me in terms of um, okay, know, okay, yeah, that's fair, game. yeah. That's fair. Um, so my number one, I thought long and hard about uh, the prettiest looking game I've ever played. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't, that is such a hard question because like uh, games look crazy all the time. Um, right. But uh, I think like one of the last games I played, the, one of the more recent games I played that like struck me and was like, holy crap, this looks bonkers. Uh, was uh, 2015's Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, did you get a chance to play Ori? Oh, it doesn't ring a bell for me. Uh, it is a uh, Metroidvania-style game where you play like this... Uh, I don't even know what Ori is. He's like a little monkey energy made of like light <laughs> energy, I okay. guess. 
uh, anyway, it's a it's a uh, it's a Metroidvania that's uh, has a lot of focus on platforming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game, uh, it just looks crazy. Uh, just um, it's just got all of these like bright colors. Like you're uh, for most of the game, you're in like a a forest or a jungle area, and there's all these like I don't know. There's these just vibrant glowing blues and greens and uh uh and and it also uses like color really well because if i remember correctly it was like red hurts you or something so a lot of the like dangerous things will be colored red so you just kind of intuitively know when you see something red um that's a dangerous thing Mm -hmm. um i think it was red maybe it was green i don't know it's been a few years since i played this game but i remember they used color really really well um, the water physics in this game, I, I haven't seen water move this way before. It just looks like, I mean, I know no game is actually doing this, but it looks like they've actually got like fluid modeling in the game. It, <laughs> it just, it looks crazy. Uh, and um, and it's, it's, a, it's a game made by a really small team. Uh, this is an indie studio, uh, Moon Studios, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they put out Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, what, this year or last year? I haven't gotten to Will of the Wisps yet, but I'm assuming it looks just as insane as this game does. I, I mean, just look at a screenshot from this game. Like, just about anything you look at just looks crazy. Like, um, And I love that Like the foreground objects look... I mean, they're, uh, I don't know, more modeled or um, in focus, and then... They kind of have like a depth of field effect. I, I don't think it's an actual depth of field effect, but everything in the background is kind of uh, more muted or blurred. blurred I, it just yeah. it, it just looks amazing. I love the way this game looks. Uh, that's Ori and the Blind Forest. Cool. Um, I took a, a slightly different philosoph- philosophical approach for my number one. Okay. Um, I think that... The number one most beautiful game out there mm-hmm. is a dynamic slot. I think it's ever changing because right. okay. um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, it really does a lot of it have to do with the graphics and what's technically possible in a game, I think, or maybe just a, a, a design decision that no one else has tried before, you know, and, but I do think this slot can easily be taken up within the next couple months when something else, you know, uh, comes out with an innovative approach. So that being said, I think the most recent one that's up there for me and is number one is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, uh, nice. There's just moments in this game and screenshots, I'm sure you can Google for them, that look straight out of a painting or something. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, or like photography. And, and you can tell they do it on purpose. There's like times, that it, it almost feels like there's times where if you're just loading up the game or there's a certain almost scripted, event or location where they just um pre-render things or something <laughs> like even though you're playing the game like i don't i don't know it's just it's insane that you're actually playing the game and the game looks the way it looks um mm-hmm. sometimes um just when the right weather mechanics kind of interact you know lightning did you have you seen lightning in that game it's i've not seen lightning yet i rode through a, a, a thunderstorm and it was it was the most realistic looking lightning in the in i've ever seen like in a game it was just insane damn yeah uh i was super impressed just even in the beginning and the way the the snow mm-hmm. um uh just forms to the like the way your characters and your horses are walking through the snow and the way the snow falls like i i feel like snow is a is a difficult thing to do correctly yeah. uh but like this game absolutely looks and feels like you're walking in whatever six eight ten inches of snow like yeah, yeah they nailed it yeah yeah i mean it yeah, like I remember that beginning sequence. It really felt like I was getting annoyed with the snow, just like I do in real life. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, you're, you know, going through the snow. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, it's obviously my number one. You know, I, I think part of that is just because of what's possible every so often. So, mm-hmm. I'll give it to Red Dead. Nice. Um, those, I'm, I'm glad that we had two different, two totally different top fives. That's yeah, 10, 10 different beautiful looking games you can wow. go play right now. Interesting. So, um, I am going to endorse, uh, uh, okay. So t- today at, at the time of recording, 
Um, today, uh, we uh, we just landed a uh, a robot on the surface of, of Mars. Mars. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. I watched yeah. the the live stream today uh, of of um, how of uh, when when we landed this this robot and. Before the live stream, they were just interviewing different project leads at NASA and at um, I can't remember the, the specific name of the the project. What, what is it? In Insight? Insight? Right? Uh, is that what sure. it is? I think it's Insight. Uh, they were different interviewing different project leads there, and they were explaining all of the different um, uh, the different science. They were explaining like what the robot is going to be doing on Mars. They were explaining all of the, the different problems that they had to overcome in order to you know, land a robot on Mars. Like, just think about that for a second. Like, we just <laughs> landed a robot on Mars, which I know is something that we as humans have done before. But uh, I, yeah, uh, just watching that live stream today, it was just super, super impressive to me. So I am going to endorse uh, uh, learning about uh, space exploration and space science because hmm. I really went down a rabbit hole today. I, uh, <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I mean, I was just so awestruck by uh, this uh, robot that we landed because yeah. I watched the whole, I watched the whole live stream. I watched, you know, it was it was very tense. They were showing the oh, yeah. uh, the insight and the NASA control room as the the robot was landing. You know, so you know the yeah. robots approaching the you know approaching the planet. The robots going through the atmosphere. It's now we're we're inside the atmosphere, deploying the parachute, and each step along the way, everyone has like this nervous nervous clapping, like okay, we made it past that step. Oh, okay, we made it past that step. It is really nerve wracking, like space exploration on it. It's like it's it boggles my mind. Uh, yes, and that's you know. exactly what I was trying to explain to because I was telling uh, my wife about how amazing this was, and like I I don't know, like I I took some science classes in college and high school, whatever. I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of science in general, how things work. I can't, I can't even begin to wrap my mind around the fact that we took a robot <laughs> and put it on the surface of Mars. It's unbelievable like sometimes. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy, crazy. I can't. My brain just can't process the science around yeah. how how the hell we put a robot on Mars because <laughs> yeah. uh, all these project leads were explaining all the complications about the Martian atmosphere and and yeah. you know it, you you have to approach Mars at just the right angle at just the right speed because if you approach too shallow you're going to bounce off the atmosphere bounce, if you yeah. approach. If you approach too um, too steep, uh, too too much of an angle, then you're going to be going too fast. You'll burn up in the atmosphere, or you'll crash land on the planet. Like the fact that we can land a robot on Mars, basically, it's it's a science experiment that we can't even test until we do it, right? Like, there's no way to test that on Earth. Like, there is no, like, <laughs> prototype Mars with a prototype Martian atmosphere and gravity that we can, like, yeah, let's test this a few times to make sure we get this right before we actually try it. No, no. you have to actually do it to see whether or not, like, that's so crazy. Yeah. And you can't even, um, you don't even, like, get the result that quickly. So you have to. Exactly. Yeah, they were. Years um, or whatever. There were there was a super tense uh, moments where they're they're trying to you know let's make sure we get a signal from the thing and it's actually if you think about it it's already happened actually yeah. because it's it's about eight it's an eight minute delay I guess yeah. uh, between when the robot transmits a signal and uh, when we, we receive it, it here on yeah. Earth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Which is not uh, alone is cr crazy. We're sending a message from Mars right? to Earth. Right, and that first like a okay, like all systems are functioning normally. Like the NASA control room just erupts, oh, and yeah. everyone's yeah. high fiving and cheering and hugging. Yeah. Like that was yeah. so cool to watch yeah. that. And then a few minutes later, like it started transmitting like live pictures. Well, eight minute delayed pictures sure. of Mars, like yeah. something you will never be able to see with your naked eye. It's just showing here hey, some pictures of Mars. That's like that's so cool. That's, that's awesome. So yeah, space yeah. exploration and space science is a cool thing to read about. Mm -hmm. uh, you should go learn about it and read about it. You it's should cool. go read everything by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, uh, and then uh, watch Apollo thirteen. 
<laughs> you know, I have and never seen Apollo 13, and I want to. Dude, now, now that you have this bug, you should definitely watch that. I should, I should. Everything, everything you been... just described about the room erupting and the little uh-huh. uh, tense moments and everything, it's all in that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, have you seen the movie that's in theaters, I think, still right now with uh, Ryan, uh, uh, not Ryan Reynolds, the other Ryan Gosling? Uh, which one? Which one is that? It's, uh, it's about um, uh, Armstrong and landing on the moon. What? It's it in is? theaters right now. It is? Yeah. Um, hold on. Ryan Gosling. First Man. First Man. Holy shit. I didn't even know that was a movie. Yeah. So it was phenomenal. Um, like, Taryn was just like, oh, I get it, space, whatever. But I was like, mm-hmm. just the fact that they did this stuff is That's like so insane. Crazy. That's it's insane. so crazy. And, and I it, love... It, he was true to Armstrong because Armstrong after the fact was very much like eh, you never i just did my job like whatever like he was just like you know yeah. it's, uh-huh. crazy. it's crazy i don't know yeah, it's crazy very crazy yeah yeah we can definitely go down a rabbit hole with that stuff though um mm-hmm. my endorsement is slightly less epic um <laughs> it, it was thanksgiving um uh, at the time of this recording it was thanksgiving last week mm-hmm. uh, on thursday and we record on monday however i'm going to endorse for any of you brave souls out there to go ahead and have your Thanksgiving holiday with family before actual Thanksgiving. Ooh, well now what's we, the strategy? What's the strategy behind that? Here's how it works. Mm-hmm. We live in North Carolina, and okay. uh, most of my family lives in Florida, which is where you're mm-hmm. located, right, James? Mm-hmm. And we had some family come up the Sunday before Thanksgiving and stay yeah. until like Tuesday, basically. So, or they came up that Saturday and stayed up till Tuesday. So we decided, well, let's have our little Thanksgiving early on like Sunday afternoon. We kind of started like all our cooking and eating and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we had Thanksgiving four days before actual Thanksgiving. Ah. So when actual Thanksgiving came around, all we had to eat were leftovers, which is the best part of Thanksgiving. I and do we like made, leftovers. It's the best. We made a turkey pot pie with the leftover turkey. Uh, and then, and then here's the best part. Family left the day before Thanksgiving, actual Thanksgiving. Ooh. So we spent actual our holiday off, just the two of us hanging out, eating leftovers. That's nice. That's relaxing. Yeah. Family's gone. Yeah. You've got the yeah. leftovers, which is the best part. And you yeah. can just enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday and your shopping the next day without the stress of family or cooking. So nice. Um, highly recommend. Uh, just, you know, it's almost like early voting. Just kind of early Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. You know, get yeah. it done early. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we learned a little bit about the Wild West, uh, beautiful games, space, and Thanksgiving. That's a that's a, quite a wide spectrum for this episode. We we do it all in the Good Games podcast, man. Heck yeah, we do. All right, uh, is that it for our show? That's it. What's happening uh, next week? Next episode? The next episode? Are we still talking about the uh, twenty eighteen right? indie hit, The Messenger? Sure. Is, let's do. Are it. we still are we still talking about that? Let's go. Okay, The Messenger is next on our slate. Uh, go play some Messenger if you haven't already. It's it's a good game, and I'm going to give you a little sneak preview. It's a funny game, so mm. I think our top five for next week is going to be our top five funniest games. That's going to be an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see you next week uh, for the Good Games Podcast. I've been James. And I'm Leo. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Oh, I, um, I have a horse. So my wife's name is Taryn. Mm-hmm. And I have a horse that I thought was very beautiful. So I named it Taryn. But then okay. later found mm-hmm. out it had big, saggy horse balls. Uh, well, you're right. So I ride my horse <laughs> named Taryn, like my <laughs> wife. And he's just like, good boy, Taryn. Like, <laughs> oh, I messed that up. <laughs> I'm sorry your wife has saggy balls. <laughs> Uh, it's unfortunate.